Hey, we are back in the Football Shed, your weekly podcast for friends that live in the wrong time zone. Friends? Fans. Friends! <laughs> Fans of friends. football that live in the wrong time zone, but we're also all friends. My name's John Hewitt, Jeff King is here. Good day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. And we are just in person, living in Australia, going, well, this is great, we can hang out in person. I feel a bit guilty. Does anyone else feel guilty? Yeah, a little guilty. I'm looking at what's going on in the UK, and I feel like, um, you poor buggers. That yeah. was us three weeks ago. But we get to record in person. What, what was us three weeks ago? Weren't that out? No, I don't think we've ever been like the UK. I think the UK are a classic example of how not to deal with <laughs> a epidemic and public health crisis. It is appalling. It doesn't matter if you're Dominic Cummins, though. You can do whatever you want. Well, great. This is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> let's just, I don't, straight, let's just not talk in. about it. Yes. Let's talk about the fact Australia have done it well. Not Yes. Yeah. But, uh, Jeff, did you bring a... Beer to enjoy our in-person chats. Wakatangi! Wow, Japanese beer. No, <laughs> that is obviously Maori, John. Oh, that is a, okay. It's Kiwi beer, Wakatangi, Wakatangi Lager. It says on the front, quite nice beer. Well, and good. I must say, I've bought it three times now. So it must be quite nice. It's quite nice. Is it cheap? It is the same price as cheap beers, but I'm not going to label it cheap. Okay, but it tastes nice. Tastes great. It's quite nice. What uh, what did you uh, bring? Uh, I've got fat nerd vanilla porter, <laughs> and it does it have a picture of you on the front. It does a caricature version of me, <laughs> me in cartoon. Um, I bought a bottle of Audi wine uh, last week. I ran out of Audi wine and went into the shop, and they didn't have it. And I spent twelve dollars on a bottle of wine. What did it so taste like? It tastes good. Crap. No, it was awful. I had a hangover. Didn't like it. So this week on Monday, I bought four bottles. Yeah, yeah. That's part of your yeah. part of stick your, to what you know, John. Your exactly. Veins, John. Stick to what veins. you know. Um, right. Every week we do start with a question, but before we do that, I'll just do a bit of admin. Uh, if you want to get in contact, ask us a question. Tell us we're wrong about something. Um, just find us on Facebook, or just search Football Shed, or email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. And also don't forget to subscribe and, of course, tell your mates so more people can hear us talk nonsense about football. This week's question has a European flavour. Can you name the three teams that won all three European competitions? So the European Cup, the UEFA Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup, which Everton won, Mm -hmm. before the Cup Winners' Cup was scrapped in 1990-something. Real Madrid? No. But they are big teams. Milan? No. Bayern Munich? Yes. Juventus? Yes. The other, one's, the other one's slightly smaller. Lazio? No, from a... Ajax? Yes. Oh, Ajax. Good old Ajax. Yeah. Good show. You did that quicker than I expected. I was going to sit down and have a glass of wine, just watch you get things wrong. Very knowledgeable us, John. You should know that by <laughs> but now. But I've got to say... The... We hold this thing together. <laughs> the, 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 the Cup Winners' Cup is, is the most prestigious of all of those trophies. Definitely so not. I, like the, the, I love the Cup Winners' Cup because all anybody thinks about is Naeem, right? Oh, yeah. We all they're... love to stick the boot into Arsenal. And the, if I think of the Cup Winners' Cup, that goal is just conjured in my memory straight oh, away. Yeah, yeah. The lob, the nine Royal lob. Zaragoza. Yeah. I don't know. I think of Everton winning the Cup Winners' oh, Cup because you, you had to the Cup Winners' Cup, you believe it or not, you had to have won a cup to enter yeah. into the Cup Winners' <laughs> Cup. It wasn't like this Namby Pamby Champions League shemoggins where you, where you fourth. can finish fourth, which is essentially the fourth most rubbish team in a league. And, <laughs> and yet you can you know, live the dream. But no. Cup winners. Should we bring it back? Cup winners' cup. Definitely. I I kind of miss tournaments where you 
don't get in for being crap and then you can finish second in your group and qualify and then you can scrape through a two-legged like what happens to just you play one game and if you're crap, you lose. And if you win, you win. Well, yeah. and unfortunately, it's only getting worse. I mean, that's why I always have loved the Euros because yeah. it's been like smaller number of teams, and the quality has generally been very high. But of course, both FIFA and UEFA just want to make money. Yes. So more teams means more money, which means quality is diluted. And I feel like I'm dangerously close to a rant about how things are better in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we won't let you. We'll talk about the nowadays, Rog, when everything is shiny and brilliant and there's loads of football to watch. And a global epidemic. Where should we start? Well, before we start, this week we will, uh, we're carrying on our Premier League team reviews. We weren't here last week, um, purely because Rog is a whingy little bastard. So we'll just blame that all on Rog. Um, But no, we're all safe. Thank you for the messages for everyone checking if we were sick or whatever but no everyone's safe and well um but we're back this that. week <laughs> and uh we will try and do our premier league team reviews we're on leicester and liverpool this week which should be good but we'll start with the latest covid19 updates jeff you look like you're eager to start well i mean look it sounds like it's happening apparently so, so today they voted to um to have larger groups i think it's groups of 10 and you can do contact. No, 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 no contact yet. No okay. contact. So it have to be distance, but groups of ten. They've been training in groups of three. Um, you'd be gutted, wouldn't you, if you were if you had two shit blokes? You're training with you. Like, oh, I'm not even tested to train with you. If, if it was like someone really good, I remember watching. Sorry, I remember watching. Uh, um, like you know, one of those uh, when when sponsors do a like a, a stupid event with with teams. Yeah, yeah. I remember when like one of our stu- one of Everton stupid sponsors did like a, a stupid challenge that was on the internet. It was like a, you had to do um, different tasks, different tasks, mm-hmm. and it was at the time it was Romelu Lukaku, Calvert Lewin, and um, and Coco Martina. <laughs> And there was like, you had to shoot in the top corner, in the bottom corner, and then take on a, a man and whatever. I remember just looking at Lukaku's face, just like, who are these cunts? <laughs> like, he was, he'd take a shot and it would pile drive in the top corner, and then Coco Martina would basically trip over his own shoelaces. <laughs> like, imagine if you're Romelu Lukaku and you get stuck with Calvert Lewin yeah. and. and Martina yeah. in your in your three man, or you're in a three man and you're the fat slow bloke and you're like, oh, I'm with Gigi Wijnaldum who just runs forever. Yeah. You're just like, oh god. Yeah, like it's it can only go wrong, really. Yeah. It's a popularity um, contest, but it's back. It's back. Yeah. Sounds like it's back, which so, is which is weird. Do we think it's really? But I I still won't really believe it's back until it appears because obviously we've I'm sure people have seen um, you know people have been getting tested I think they're testing twice a week in the Premier League yep. at the moment all players across the Premier League and uh, backroom staff and apparently so far they've had eight positive tests out of 1400 does that include the ones overnight or? yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't much it's not much apparently that's good news but it still makes you go that's eight people with it and if they come near people it's going to spread pretty quickly so yeah but then I guess you have to score them on significance Sorry, <laughs> scoring people to their value to, to mankind. Um, if it's like physio number four, okay, go home. 
But yeah. if it's your goalkeeper, like who is it? Ben? Bournemouth. Bournemouth's goalkeeper. Ramsdale, Ramsdale. Yeah, Ramsdale. Yeah. So it's your goalkeeper. Significant. Or Ian Wone. I was yeah. like, Ian Wone. I love Ian Wone. I remember Nottingham Forest. When, Left winger. When Nottingham Forest were good. And he could take a great free kick, Ian Wayne. Like, it sounds like it's happening, <laughs> but it sounds like there will be instances where teams are fielding weaker sides because of players yeah. who are taken sick. It just has to happen. And, like, people have, like, Troy Deeney have come out and gone, I'm not comfortable playing. His son has a... Respir- respiratory. That's, uh, yeah. I couldn't say respiratory, so I went for breathing. But breathing <laughs> issues... Um, and so fair enough he's gone I don't want to play Well, and cause... a couple of Watford players came out and tested positive so you kind yeah. of feel like in that instance that completely justifies Troy Deeney's stats but then if Watford play in four weeks time Troy Deeney's like I'm not playing fair enough but they get relegated because they've got not got their captain and top goal scorer is the league defunct is it does it is it a real league or are you kind of hand, handicapping a team because someone's made a decision hey, well Sheffield so what year was it 2005 so the good old days right when Sheffield United sued oh West tried Ham. to sue West Ham for fielding Carlos Tevez and Mascherano for Sheffield United going down and remember they went down on 42 points I think yeah. that year seems that they went down on a, on a very survivable figure and, and they felt aggrieved and then when West Ham got done for third party ownership they took him to court. Now that that is no way near as extreme a uh, situation as we're facing right now. So if you were Watford and you had three, four players taken sick, and then you had players going, "Oh, well, you know, I've got we've got three players on our team doing it. I've my son's got rest." Well, fair enough, Troy Deeney. Like you're entitled to make your own decisions about your own life. You are not a pawn in our game. Yeah. And surely Watford can turn around and go, "Well, we just we're not playing." But this isn't fair. Well, I, I think you would have to imagine that they have asked the club to sign up to something that essentially says, you know, that if you lose players, you know, this will happen. If you, um, you know, the result will stand, you will not legally challenge it. Like, I, I, you have to assume that because otherwise I just think that it would be too risky for the Premier League to even start the season without you know, having considered those outcomes. Because I think the other, you know, the concern I would have with it and why I won't believe it is going to happen until it actually happens. We've seen the game starting in Germany. Mm. We'll talk about that a bit. But I have far more faith in the Germans' government ability to manage the epidemic. In the UK, so uh, to give you an example, like, you know, in Australia at the moment where I think we'd all agree it's been managed very well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're at a point where if somebody tests positive, there's the ability for lots of other people to immediately be tested, to yep. contact, trace, and to then try and isolate that population of people. Yeah. In the UK, there is no testing. Somebody just tested positive at my brother-in-law's work. Yeah. Wow. And so I was, and you know, they, they uh, my sister and her her husband have been. You know, seeing my mum and dad, who are um, my dad's in a, in a high risk category, and yeah. so now they've stopped doing that because somebody's tested positive at um, her husband's work. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, you get a test and find out." No, no, we're just going to isolate because we can't get a test. That's like so testing fast. is just not available in the UK, and I just had the government is now releasing these very unclear messages and potentially opening up the country without necessarily having a handle on what's happening. And so it could just all blow up again. And the weird thing is that the football footballers are getting two tests a week. 
and like, yeah, cool, we'll test it twice a week so that we can get football back. But then they won't do mass public testing, which is what Germany have done, and you can do it here in Australia. You can just go through a drive-through and get tested. There's this drive to get football back, but then it's completely ignorant to society and what's happening around well, it. Essentially, if I was a football, if I was Troy Deeney, um, and he has his own personal reasons, right? Yeah. Obviously, someone at yeah. home, so, so fair enough. But if I was them and I'd be looking at, okay, well, whose advice am I going to take? I, I need to trust the person who's telling me what to do. If I work, if I'm a player for any Premier League club, are you are you going to trust Dominic Cummins? Well, that's the thing. Are, are you going to are you going to trust the the fucking monkey farm of a UK government? <laughs> are you going to go? Well, these people are these people got it sorted. I'm just going to take what they say as fact. Yeah. So I'm going to put my life at risk because of these blokes. Now, as you say, Rog, if you're in Germany, actually Merkel, she's pretty good. Yeah. I'd be going. Oh, you know, Merkel's probably taking some good advice. She's probably been quite reserved. Did you see her description about, sorry, I'm digressing a bit here, but when she tried to explain social distancing to the German population, she gave the example that when she grew up, Germany was obviously still divided. She's East German, isn't she? She's East German, so there was a wall. You know, Germany was very much... And so there were restrictions on what you could do. And so she's lived through that. And she used that as a way to explain that she completely understands what they're asking people to do and that it is a big deal asking people to not see people and social distance. And she just articulated it so well and, and, you know, a really clear message that you're like, well, you can can get on board with that. Whereas what's coming out from the UK government is completely So if you're going to take advice, you have to take government advice. And the government is setting the parameters for the football clubs and the football clubs have got to take that. So players have got to understand whether it's not that they trust their club. They trust... So are you going to sign a waiver that goes, I waive the right to hold you accountable if I get sick at work because you followed government advice? When when Boris Johnson's already come out and said it's for the for the spirit of the country we need sport back. Yeah, we're not, they're not pawns. They're not little hamsters. Well, the, but it doesn't matter. It's going to happen because the government are a bunch of fucks. The the interesting thing with that, and you've been talking about this a bit. I mean, my I mean, I just all the permutations are the thing that is kind of fascinating with this right now. Like I, I don't know if I'm even that excited about it coming back if it comes back because I don't know how much it will resemble the game that I love if it does come back. We'll talk about that with the yeah. Bundesliga. But Jeff, one thing that you've been talking about is exactly that and teams not coming back for fear of essentially litigation being sued and how that hasn't really been talked about much and that's surprising. You've been you know banging on about it for a few weeks. Hull came out this week as the first club yep. in English football, which is bizarre if you think about it. And to, they're in the championship. And they're in the championship yeah. to raise the concern of not wanting to play because of fear of litigation. So of all the championship clubs, 20, wow. 24 clubs, 23 of the clubs have so essentially have voted that they want to, the season to restart. Hull are the only one that have said no, and the reason that they've given is fear of litigation, which I just, I mean, I found that really interesting that they've sort of put themselves out there on their own, but I also feel it's a bit odd that... The other 23 the other are 23, cool yeah. yeah, like if, you know, if one of them saying it, like, are they, they must be thinking about it, but is their fear of litigation less than the money that they're potentially losing with it not starting? Well, I think, yeah, I think that's, that's yes, that is, people go, we just need some income how do we get some income and yes there may be legal cases later down but they just can't see 
right in front of them. They're panicking and going, we need money to come in. The Premier League clubs, um, if the league carries on after the 26th of July or something, I can't remember the random date, every week they have to pay £35 million back to the TV companies. And for every single week after it goes like that. So they're just trying to force it through so that they go, oh, we've got to pay as least money back as possible. And I presume it'll be a similar scenario for the championship clubs. And the championship clubs are the prime scenario of overspending to get to this promised ground of yeah, the Premier League. Yeah. So they're all just going, just get there and everything will be okay. But, um, but it goes worse as you go down the football pyramid because the revenue from gate receipts goes up yeah they've scrapped league one and league two haven't they that that's finished and that's doing a points per game rule right yeah but one of the i mean then it but the interesting thing in the premier league and the championship norwich came out this week so stuart weber who's the sporting director for norwich i don't know if you saw this i like him yeah we we said good things about him yeah so he's come out and said that if the premier league play and norwich are relegated and then the championship it finishes without playing and is like run on a simulation, whatever that may be, current position or points per game, that they will not accept relegation from the Premier League because they just don't consider that a reasonable scenario where they have to play and then, you know, you don't know what events are going to happen in the Championship and some, you know, I I disappeared down a rabbit hole of, um, you know, it was unexpected relegations and promotions you yeah. know where where things and and strange things do happen you can run all the stats but strange things Huddersfield Leicester Huddersfield yeah. you know whatever you can pick you examples can go on out and but you can see again. why Norwich are making that argument and there's probably you know if you look at a legal side of this there is precedent and whenever there's precedent you have a legal case so I just to me that's a fascinating aspect of this particularly because the money involved between Championship and Premier League if Premier League plays because it's the most likely league to play, but then Championship doesn't. What happens? What then? happens? But then it's yeah. the double whammy. So, so if you get relegated from the Premier League this year, so let's say you have to pay back a bunch of TV money, which they're already going to have to do anyway. Yeah, they've got no gate receipts because they're forcing this thing through before the end of nowhere. And next season starts anywhere near on time, which it probably won't. Yeah, no. There's still going to be no one at the games. So the double whammy of losing your Premier League status, losing the money from the TV money that you've already spent at the beginning of this year, going down to the championship with less money given to you every year, and also no gate receipts, it's catastrophic. Yeah. Absolutely catastrophic. But not only that, but you can't sell your players. Because the football economy has gone so topsy-turvy that, that no one... No one's going to buy them for any increased value because no one's got any money to spend. They're looking at swaps and loans. So, so all of your your assets have depreciated as well as everyone else's assets have depreciated. So, so there's, getting relegated from the Premier League this year is the worst possible year in my lifetime to do it. Although I still feel like those teams will be better off than the championship teams that are already there. I just So an event like this will... We talked about it from a societal point of view, but the gap between the richer clubs and the poorer clubs will grow and the parachute payments that yeah. they get you know comes into that so i think it'll be harder to you know it'll be harder to get into the championship and stay up it'll be harder to get into the premier league and stay up and i think this alone need make well, that worse. let's look at the alternative sorry go on. John. No, go on. So, so in china right they, they've, they've scrapped the league in china yes so far five clubs have folded and 11 clubs have been disqualified for not playing not paying staff 
Wowzers. So we reported two weeks ago. We reported. Like, like we're journalists. <laughs> we, we, we off the press. We reported that, yes. that one Chinese club had gone bust. Yes. Now five clubs have gone bust and 11 have been disqualified from the league altogether for not paying people because of the coronavirus crisis. That's it doesn't crazy. really matter in China because China's kind of a made-up league. Well, yeah, sweep, but, sweeping but, statement. You but know, but a, new, yeah. new club, a new club will be no, formed. But, but the, the model's same. the same, isn't the, it? The model's exactly the same. And actually, the model is a more extreme version of the Premier League because yeah. they overspend on star players to manipulate their their public perception and their value. So they, they overspend to make themselves look more attractive to try and then get money in downstream. And that's essentially what Premier League clubs do. You, you know, you don't spend... Uh, if you mess your PSG, no other team or league has the same spending capacity and does so on av- bang average players cost 30 mil. And they do that to make bang average teams look a bit better. You know, because mm. they could have a player called Pedro. But it, it, uh, I mean, if we're looking at... Roger hates Pedro. So ch- <laughs> He's the know, most decorated player in the Premier League. You know that. No, that's a really good fact. Barcelona. He's yeah. the most decorated player in the Premier League. He's, he's won fact. everything. He's won European Cups. He's got he won European World Cup, Cup, World Cup, Champions League, Europa League. He's won um, Euros, League Euros. in Spain, uh, Cup in Spain, League in England, Cup in England. He is literally yeah. he is the most wow. decorated player in the Premier League. Roger hates him. Dives all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In terms of precedent, uh, in France, which is a bit closer to home, um, so obviously they've finished the league there as well. Before you go, before you go on France, yep. let's stick on the championship. So we've done Premier League. Oh, this, oh, this will relate to it. Okay, go say. On. So, Amiens, I don't know how it is. have been relegated on the points and they have they're taking legal action. So they are protesting the decision to be relegated and taking it legal. This is what we will see in the Premier League. I've got to say, though, whilst we're just... I mean, the French take legal action over a lack of bread, don't they? (laughs) 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 So we've got to sit somewhere in the middle. That's true. Um, But on the Championship, I've written on my notes, Barnsley not happy. Yeah. And I can't remember why. And you mentioned Barnsley before we started, Rod. So, yeah, yeah, so I mean, the Barnsley situation is an interesting one. Is it's a li- little bit different, but what they're saying is that obviously all this stuff's happening at the at the moment, yeah. um, and Barnsley are fighting for relegation. There's yeah. a chance that they may get relegated from the championship this year. Yeah. Um, I can't remember whether they're in the um, bottom three, but it's, they're know, very close. They're very they? close. Like, yeah. it's pretty, you know, there's a, there's a fairly good chance they may get relegated. Um, there are. I can't remember if it's two or three clubs in the championship that at the moment are being investigated for financial breaches. Oh, yeah, yeah. here we go. Um, or in, in, in irregularities. And what Barnsley are saying... Not playing paying staff. Not was, paying yeah. staff. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so what Barnsley are saying is, you know, what should the penalty for, particularly in the current environment where, you know, we're talking about relegation being massive... What should the penalty be for a club that is breaking those rules, clearly breaking financial rules? Um, B, you know, why why should why should they be able to do that? They How can, can they be encouraged? Be, and they can yeah. stay up and do yeah. all, and break all these rules, and yet we're relegated. And they've done everything by the book. I've done everything by the book. But because of the scenario, they get relegated. And they've got relegated. It's fairly recent history for them. They've been a bit of a yo-yo club for yeah. the last few years between Championship and League One, and they're like, you know, we lost all this money last time we went down. 
that could happen again and it could devastate the club and yet these teams are just deciding not to pay people and break rules and you're going to let them stay up did you know the reason I wanted to make sure we brought up Barnsley is I found out yesterday that they're part owned by Billy Bean now Billy Bean's Moneyball Man so have you seen the Brad Pitt movie yeah, yeah. He, he plays Billy Bean he part owns Barnsley wow he's part of a consortium that bought him three or four years ago and it's probably not really worked because no but, one's spoken but about yeah, it. But yeah, these stories, like, they're real and tangible material for these clubs. Grimsby Town, to, to, to keep getting more obscure, Grimsby Town have released 11 players. So when you look right. at the... Um, what did they keep saying uh, when they were t- talking about bringing the Premier League back? The Of sport, they're going, the integrity of the game. Mm. You have to finish the league for the integrity of the game. I mean... Fuck off. Are they all first team players? Yeah, well? yeah, yeah. Released. We just so released. They're gone. They're gone. Yeah. We literally can't pay you right now. We talked about with Colchester. Colchester got rid yeah. of their four star players yeah. in the captain to save money. And this. So when you talk about the integrity of the game, like you have to finish the league for the integrity of the game, I'm sorry, but there is a mismatch of what you consider integrity. Because if they hadn't finished the league, sorry, if they had finished the league for the integrity of the game, they'd have got to the end of these contracts, they'd been 11 first team players down. There is mm. there is no integrity of the game anymore. You can't say that we have to do something to stay in, to, to keep its integrity. So when we look at the Premier League, this is not isolated with everywhere else. This it means that there will be Premier League teams that are in a worse position, a weakened position. Players are sick. Players are staying home for whatever reason, and rightly so, which means the integrity of the game is fucked. What, what are we going to do? Play two games till Liverpool win the league, and then go nah, scrap it. Just so Liverpool can win the league? Like, what do you want? I know, but I just feel like this is the same scenario is kind of playing out across the world in so many different industries. I mean, I, I had a bit of a, a, a vent at my, my work. Um, last, Always goes down well, Rog. Last week. Good idea. In terms of... Just whilst this all... You know, uh, the, the companies... Yeah, it, good time to make work enemies, Rog. Well, <laughs> but, you know, I think there are a lot of companies out there that are still trying to act like it's business as usual and you know looking at budgets that were made before anyone knew what coronavirus was and you know measuring themselves against things and kind of that's the mindset and I, I think for some people it's very hard to shift from that and I think a lot of people find safety in you know if we just continue to do this things will be okay but yeah, like this is literally a once in a generation once in a lifetime event the world is not normal we can't just mm. go it'll you know right. it'll be all right and we'll do this and things will be okay it's not so i think like i completely agree i think things like integrity you know the integrity of the premier league now is very different to what the integrity of the premier league was six months ago like <clears throat> nothing's normal i think we've just they've got to try and there's probably not a it might even not be a brilliant solution to the Premier League and whether they start or not it's probably just going to be the least worse well then let's let's talk about that right so um we've seen so we talk about the Premier League coming back yep it's not and when I say it's not I mean it might we might have Man United versus Chelsea on the telly but is it really? So no, we've watched and we've, Germany right? yeah exactly we've watched Germany we all got together and watched the Dortmund Schalke game Two weeks ago now, what did you days. think? Well, I, I actually the standard of the football was better than I expected. I genuinely thought I was going to watch a preseason friendly with Man United against Wrexham, and it was going to be really dull and boring. It was great to watch. That might be because I've not watched a live game of football in three months prior to that. Um, it's also to me that the the thing that made me my vision of that game is completely clouded by one moment of 
brilliance that from Haaland. Yeah, the finish. The first goal, just the finish, and making that look so easy. Unbelievably easy. That is a really difficult skill. The run, the timing of the run, ball's coming across you to then angle it in the corner first time. And that instinct, and to see someone do that, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, there's there's a lot of quality in that. That's yeah. brilliant. But that's like, that's an individual. That's like innate ability. That's not necessarily fitness, training, tactics. Yeah. And so that's clouding because of being excited too. You see a great yeah. finish like that and you're like, oh, it was great. But it was, mm. it was but, great to watch it and it was a better standard than I thought. It was weird when the Dortmund players at the end ran up to the yellow wall of players to go, uh, fans, sorry, to go, hey, and there was no one there. Um, I watched a bit of the Bayern-Dortmund game this morning. Bayern's winner by... Josh Kimmich. Yeah, Kimmich yeah. chip is amazing, so definitely worth watching. It is amazing, yeah. It's great to have it back, and I have to say that Germany have done well. I hate the well. Bayern one, by the way. Just What's that? Note, I hate the Bayern one. Yeah, anyway. I, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great that it's back, and it's working to a point. It's not football. It's not the Premier League that we know. It's not the same as having fans. It's. It almost feels like it's a box-ticking exercise of going, let's just get this done. I know it's underwhelming, but we've got to do it. I, you know, I don't I think I'm going to be engaged with it. I tell you who's got to be engaged with it. West Ham. Because they play in front of empty stadiums anyway. I mean, okay, let me just just walk you through this one. (laughs) Firstly, it's a it's a crap stadium to be a fan at anyway. So the fans are like, oh great, watch it on the telly without a feeling of guilt. I'll be able to see. That's number one. Yeah, I'll be able to see. Yeah, okay. Number two, it was only this time last year where fans were throwing bottles and coins at people anyway. So like, okay, get them out, get them all out, right, scrap them. Third. It's not very good, is it, watching West Ham? So, you know, I feel like... Oh, that's harsh. I've, yeah. I've, 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 well, look, come on. I'm, no, no, it's, I'm being I'm, objective. We haven't got to W in our in our review. But, <laughs> but, what, yeah. but what I'm saying is, is of all the, the Premier League clubs that might appreciate an empty stadium, West Ham it might, United, it might, they might play better. Well, on that, so in the German League, since um, they've started up again, the amount of away games that have been won has risen. So there's a lot of away teams winning against home teams because you're losing that home advantage and so I think you kind of almost get that level playing you remove the pressure you remove that oh Ozzel what you're doing Ozzel run you lazy bastard but then that that begs the question the integrity question sorry to jump in there in terms of like the teams fighting for relegation you know is it is it fair unless you're West Ham unless you're West Ham yeah but is it is it fair to play out the league in open stadiums and not give the fans that have that, you know, really vocal support yeah. the advantage that. And you think that of a means. Crystal Palace or whatever; they have a great crowd. Yeah, and- but but equal if you don't play the um, any games and you just go on average points um, per game or points per game, and you don't factor in the amount of home games left or who the who, who the, the fix- who was. the fixtures are against, is that fair? Because you know, None what if a team's fair. got seven home games? There's no you, uh, fair. Well, that's what I mean. There's, like, there's, that, no, there's no fair. Sort of we're going to be end up with what is the least worst solution. I think the thing, yeah. that, and I don't because right. I don't think there's a good one. Which the good one is stop what you're doing and start again next year. I, I think, think I think just stop and wait. Yeah, the, the, I, the, the that only, really the is only, the only the only good way. solution is to completely scrap it and start again when we're all ready. What? No, or that is one option. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, just, it's, when you say the well, let's not worst. scrap it. That's yeah. just put it. That's put it on hold. No, I, I, I think just it's 
done and start because this time because there's no integrity in waiting a year because players will be a year older some players will have been out of contract oh, but on. I think that's the it's best impossible. of a bad but it's yeah. impossible to start a season with let's say let's say a team like Crystal Palace right Palace have got about seven, old 17 35 year olds so okay, let's say that we can't play football for a year. If your your way of thinking, Rog, they're all going to be really. They're all going to be thirty seven. So so, what do you do with that? You can't. There's no integrity there either. The only way to make it actually fair is to go. I'm sorry. There's a global pandemic. We can't play sport when we can. Let's all get back up and start the league again. So, so what right. do you what do you do with this season then? Well, void it. You just void, void it. it. It's not finished. I mean, I but but just like, like imagine just like, trying trying to sell that to Liverpool. Well, no, you don't. Well, who cares about individual situations? Because none of it's fair. And you say you choose a, a, a least worst. The only fair least worst is to just stop. Well, I, 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 I actually think the least worst, I disagree there, and I think it would actually, I think there, you can do more to address players ageing than you can by, you know, if you void the league, it's over. If if we delay it and then finish, and then, so just stop everything, wait till things are better, and then start again so everyone's playing in the same same conditions and the same conditions we were when we started the league, they can sign, you give them the ability to sign players. I think that but then that has nonsense. more integrity so, than just going so the league's void. if you're Bournemouth right. or Villa and you get a chance to sign players right now, before the, uh, that's like two transfer windows within a season. That's yeah. not fair yeah, either. Yeah, you, can't, yeah, you yeah. can't have a transfer window within the season. The thing that, has worried me most about watching the German league is going, okay, it's weird, but there's part of me that goes, yes, we have to get this done. We're doing a job. We'll just get this league finished. We'll f- and the quality has been pretty good generally, and we'll get it done. What I'm really actually concerned about is, fine, that's done. We start next season. Yeah, exactly. We start next season in September-ish time. Everyone's aiming for early September. There's not going to be fans in a stadium until mm. December at least. So then you're starting a new season, and it's exact. That's going to be really underwhelming. Surely you'd you're, be better delaying it. No, John, you're absolutely right, and I don't feel that this is getting enough airtime. Yeah. I feel like we're yeah. thinking about all of these creative, weird, and wonderful ways to finish the season. So, oh god, thank God it's over. We can't wait for next season. Next season's, season's going to be shit. It's going to be exactly the same. <laughs> it's not like we have 100,000 people. Uh, you know, it's just not going to happen like that. And you're going to have the first half of the season with empty stadiums, and then suddenly people can come back, and then there might be a second spike, and so everyone has to and go And then the Norwiches of this world are going, well, it's not fair. But yeah. so removing all, like, just treating it in complete isolation, removing all the associated connotations, mm. having watched that game, We've watched a game, or yeah. and you probably watched some bits highlights, and bobs, bits and bobs yeah. of gym football. If the Premier League comes back and they're playing behind closed doors games, mm. would you rather that, or would you rather nothing until we at least have? Look, some if, if I'm honest with myself, I will watch every single minute of every game that is played. Yeah, and, and, and I be- watch pre-seasons in Austria. Yeah. Like, I, I watch the first game of pre-season where you don't recognise a single shirt. But as a fan, like, would you have as much interest in a game, you know, as a neutral? I just, I really struggle with it. I think the, I think if the, you're the atmosphere in the ground is And it's crap smack, thing. you'll take the crap smack. Yes, and, you, yes, and like, that's the way, I, like, it, yeah, I'd rather true. have crap smack for a year and then know that I'll get good smack. <laughs> It's and so my as an addict, you can't go. Oh, actually, if I wait six months, I'll get really good smack. No, I want smack now. Yeah, true. And then I'll deal with it, and then get good smack. 
That's why they well, sell their I mean, DVD what, players, Roger. It's why they just sell DVDs. But all what over the I've place. been doing is I've I've been going back to like, I've been reliving past hits. Mm. Like I don't I don't want the crap stuff. So I'm like trying to doesn't do go, it for me. I'm trying oh, to go John, back. Remember that time we were on Smack? Wasn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't do it for me at all, Roger. <laughs> um, a couple of things I want to raise. I want to mention Nigel Clough um, because he has left as Burton manager and we talked a bit about integrity earlier he left as Burton manager he's been there for a long time because they couldn't afford to pay him and he volunteered to go I'll step down if you if oh, I yeah. step down you can carry on playing four or five players and so they've made the captain of the team the player manager like proper cost saving just go oh we'll get that guy to do it but he volunteered himself to go yeah I'll take the step back. I don't need the money. I've been in football long enough. I want to get back in football. And I just think that's really amazing to see and good on him for doing it. And I, I agree. I, th- I think what he's done for that club is monumental. If you've not looked into the story, it- it's phenomenal that he went there and it's what he's done with his loyalty. It's just amazing. They're, they're, he was almost, not to say he's too good for Burton, but he's really amazing. And um and also I wanted to bring up in Spain a few clubs have started giving free season tickets to next season because obviously this season has been a bit weird and stuff. So if you were a season ticket for this year, you just get a free one next year. And I've not seen one Premier League club come out and do that. And they That's are a the, disgrace. They're the clubs that don't need to worry about that kind yeah. of thing. And they should be turning around right now and go, every club Every fan, if you've got a season ticket, you get another one for next oh, year. Oh, really... okay, right. No, 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 but but I think that is a really good point because, you know, there's talk about TV money being paid back. There's talk about all these things. Like, what about a fan that has paid for goods that are then not delivered? Oh, like, yeah, they, they, and they've lost jobs and they've lost income and they've lost... Everton yeah. have repaid the season tickets. That they're, they're not. They um, have. I only know okay. that from an Everton perspective, yeah. pardon me, but... Have all, but we don't, have all clubs done that? I'd be interested I, no, to know. I don't, so I'd I, like, no. Fact check it. But yeah. Giving a season ticket to someone for next year is like giving a dead man a sausage. <laughs> There's no fans in football next year. Like You might as well no, dish, dish them out like they're, like they're a Pez, Pez dispenser. You go, everyone has to have a season no, ticket. But I think, <laughs> I, I think blah, 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 there blah, blah. is something in the idea of it. Well, yeah, great. Even if it yeah. doesn't. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. But I think as a gesture... I think that would be appreciated by fans. If all Premier League clubs turned around and go said, you played for a season ticket this season, you can have another one next season. Half season ticket up until Christmas. Well, <laughs> Do you know no, what? I mean, you see yeah. my point. No, yeah, I see your point. But then also from Christmas onwards, then they get the whole second half of the season free of charge. And when people are going through shit and... Family members are dying and they're losing jobs. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I know. I do think it's good. Don't get me wrong. I do think it's but good. But they won't do it. I threw the death card in there. Because they'll, they'll need they'll Family money. members dying. <laughs> give, give them a sausage. I'll tell you, that'll do. Um, can we uh, talk about Newcastle? I was going to say, let's move on to other football news. So uh, Newcastle's takeover, which we've spoken about at length uh, with the Saudi Arabian consortium, Maybe on the rocks. Well, here's the thing. So I, I only bring this up because we've given it so much airtime. I think that's it's sad that we're talking about it so much, but says Leves. Um, says Leves. That's French, isn't it? For yes. Whatevs. <laughs> good, good French. Yeah. French for whatevs. Um, so you've seen the news today, the news today that the, the WTO, World Trade Organization, have... Um, have put a 35-page report together where they've investigated the allegations made for pirating. Have you seen that? I don't mean being a pirate. Yes. 
Well, but, I mean, do in a yeah, way. Yeah, but you mean the, the World the, Trade Organization, the, the, the Saudi Arabian yeah, the, TV the B&Q or whatever it's called. Um, so the WTO have made a recommendation. They basically said that the Saudi government has um, is behind this TV network. So they, yes. they, they decline it, but they are actually behind. And, are, and the World Trade, sorry, the World Trade Organization is like the. World Health Organization is the, the, the top level. The highest governance of, of yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah you're going to the very, very top. The Saudi government is behind it. So they dec- they deny it, but the Saudi government is behind it no matter what you think. Yeah. So it's been submitted to UEFA and to the Premier League, and that's causing a stir. It's, uh, from last week, when the Premier League or the FA, it passed its, they passed their fit and proper person test, and yet the, the this has happened today. Oh, so they did pass that. That's, the this Mickey is, Mouse, they passed the Mickey Mouse test. This is my problem. And this is the reason why I added it to the running order today. Not because I want to give Newcastle any more airtime, but I just feel like if anything is a sign that money rules this world, it's that the Saudi Arabian government can pass a fit and proper person test, but financial irregularities, oh, no. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> stop it happening. I tell you, oh, these people so are bad true. people. Yeah. As soon as it gets in the pockets, then it's bad. It's you can kill, you can right, kill that, someone. That is so gross. I'm like, right. you people disgust <laughs> yeah. me. This is the thing that sets your, sets your nerves alight. Like, oh, dear. It just shows the system's broken, yeah. really, doesn't it? But I, as soon as I read it this morning, I was like, oh, hope. Maybe it won't happen. And I really hope... Like, I'm sorry for Newcastle fans because they've had the worst run. They're but... a pawn in this. There's, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. yeah. But and really... like, if you, you know, you're trying to... You know, if Mike Ashley is the mire and you're trying to escape from that, like, you know, you, you're going to grab onto pretty much anything you can get. Like, it hasn't been fun in Mike Ashley, but surely, like, I don't think Saudi Arabia is what you want to grab. Like, you know... Yeah. It, incremental do, do you know I'm a big fan of names that when you squidge them together they, they can mean different things yeah. and I feel like Mike Ashley's uh, name has people don't make the most of it really considering he's a rich man Mike Ash Mike Ashley oh yeah Mike Ashley oh, he's yeah. got lots of cash doesn't he Mike, he's got Mike Ashley right you see Good one. Good one, I'm Jeff. a fan of that um, <laughs> right right I'm on a postcard give me some more <laughs> okay I've got a question for you is it about his name? No, it's about whether we do a Premier League team review or go straight to side stories. We've got plenty of side stories for this week. So we've got time maybe to squeeze in Leicester or we can give them a bit of proper time next week. We had a lot to cover this week because Rog was shit last week. Let's go side stories. So should we go straight into side stories? Okay. Rog, do you want to start? Uh, okay. I've got um, I've got a few. Um, Great. Uh uh, like uh, one uh, an acknowledgement um but let's start with fc cincinnati okay did either of you see this Mm-mm. no um so they announced their new manager last yeah. week and they did it typically they did it on twitter or whatever social media um and <laughs> they've seen rogers to stay not typically they, on they, twitter <laughs> on the internet how dare they use the internet to announce news so anyway they they put up a photo of their new manager a photo? Who is, and their new manager a photo? their new manager what, is his name not good enough new manager is yap stan Oh. So fairly recognizable yeah, yeah. man uh similar uh, haircut to you john yeah. um but they put up the wrong photo. They put up a photo of the Ajax youth coach, whose name is Tinnus van uh, Tunenbroek. 
That's amazing. Uh, just who, is a, who is a bold man, but they've just gone generic <laughs> bold bloke. It's yeah. like, oh, John Hewitt got the job. Oh, here's a picture of Moby. <laughs> yes. so, you know, so now there's like all these, like obviously people have been just, uh, you know, inserting many generic bold blokes into this as their new manager. Yeah, that's like, amazing. What, like, like, as a marketing faux pas, I would this say This is worse than, worse than it sounds. Because if it was like, a Jewish bloke and they just inserted random Jewish blokes or, yes. or, or, or yes. like, like, yeah. a, like a black guy, like, yeah. there you go, or, or yeah. like a, 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 just a, an Aryan chap and yeah. you just insert random Aryan. There's a problem. Wow, <laughs> good a one. problem. Um, um, talking of problems, yes. my, one of my size stories, did you see the South Korean fake fans? Oh my god, the sex dolls? Yes. Oh, oh whoa. Yes. No, I didn't see this. So FC Seoul, um, the, so the K-League had started up again and FC Seoul wanted to kind of create a bit of atmosphere um, and they'd been pumping like sounds into the stadium but they wanted to look like people. So they hired this mannequin company to go, oh, can you like give us some mannequins to put around the stadium so it looks like there's people there? Sure. So this mannequin factory also makes sex dolls. So they've delivered a thousand fans um and then turns out they just got them from the sex doll part of the factory and they're just lined with sex dolls so they had to come out and apologize and say sorry everybody for putting sex dolls in the stadium not only that they had the largest fine on record for a korean club no you're right they did didn't yeah they? because they they said it had dis- because of the press it got yes. it had to Disgraced the nation of Korea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. How far can you go? Um, did you see the story this week about. Um, oh, it's like quick, quick fire well, I think uh, side bit, stories. Yeah. Um, did you see the story this week about um, Barcelona's transfer list? No. So in January, obviously Barcelona, as you might know or not know, are in a bit of a financial um, quagmire. Yeah. They usually their financial model relies on them selling players from their academy. And essentially the route from their academy to their first team over the last five years or so has been a bit disjointed. Usually Barcelona B players, you know it, Barcelona B players go for 30 mil. Yeah. They like, go like, you know, to Everton for 30 Yeah, the, the <laughs> Dulafeos and the Sandro Ramirez's of this yeah. world, just, just or, or they go to whichever Spanish club has seen Barcelona be in um, the second division in Spain yeah. just just absolutely dominate. But in the last five years or so, they've seen a decline in, in income from their academy, but they've not changed their transfer policy as their first team to to moderate their expenditure. So that's, so they you know two years ago or last year they, they bought two World Cup winners and Titi uh, and Griezmann Dimbele. Yeah, they bought Griezmann um, as well. For a big money, Coutinho for 100, 160 million, 140 million, yeah, something like that. Um, and he was a flop. It, so, as you know, financial fair play regulations mean that you have to look at the last three years. So, they drew up a transfer, an outgoing transfer list of who is available. And they did this in January. So, before the coronavirus was even on, on the radar in, in Spain, um, this was leaked to a newspaper and suddenly came out in the press last week. So, essentially, every player but Lionel Messi, Marc-Andre Sturgeon, Tess Sturgeon, and Frankie de de Jong, who they all need to sport, is up for sale. Wow. Everyone else is up for sale. Now, this was before the coronavirus. So, essentially, they've said, we need money, we will accept offers, if they're good enough, for every single one of our players but these three players... Before the whole value of their side has completely dropped 
because of the whole value of every first yeah. team side in Europe. Because because yeah. the fewer buyers you have for a commodity, the yeah. less they're worth. You know, that's just how it works. Which means that Barcelona have now How is that going to work with financial fair play as well? They need to balance their books. They need even income. more so now because well, be, the... they have to sell more players now to make the same because it's not it's not on percentage value. It's on literal money. But we talked about this before, and we've just been talking about how corrupt and dodgy the whole world is. I have a feeling they will put something like financial fair play on hold. Someone uh, somewhere will say, or coronavirus, you know, extreme event. Stimulate the football economy, get the Saudis in. Of course they will. Um, But what they need to do before the the original summer transfer, because they've not extended financial fair play to go by the seasons. They're not saying at the end of the season we review. It's middle of the transfer window. So what they're looking at is in the next month, Barcelona have to raise enough cash from their first team squad to balance their books and their first team squad is worth a lot less than it was when they first put every single person up for sale apart from three so, they so you're saying that's now right now no one's going to buy anyone now well this is their problem so I, I'm I'm pre- having um, looked at this list I am predicting I'm not saying I'm an investigative reporter but you know me I'm not <laughs> uh, but I'm predicting a, a fucking bloodbath in Barcelona I, I predict that there will be a, a legal problem about financial fair play for this year they'll probably take UEFA to court saying that you know well, how could we have done it this is lowered the value whatever we will see a lot of players leave Barcelona and we will see a, a fire sale I have no faith that any of that will happen because they'll just get propped because they're up Barcelona the and in La Liga it's Barcelona and Madrid. Madrid get propped. Yeah, Madrid, Madrid get propped. Madrid get propped up by the government, and I. It's because of the Franco days. And, and I, yeah, and but I feel like Barcelona too big for that to happen and they, kind of, they will rewrite the rules no you it say would, they're too big for that to happen financial fair players hit the biggest clubs in in Europe look what's happening not biggest clubs look what's happening with Man City right now the, the financial yeah. fair play hits everybody I just got a feeling that this will change I, I tend to agree with you Rog but there's also the part of me that goes I really hope this COVID-19 stuff really fucks up some big clubs like it'd be oh yeah same I hope it happens it but I just have no faith there will if we come out the other side of it the glass ceiling's gone yeah, yeah the yeah. status quo has changed and like you We've know all the Wigan discussions the about Champions European League. Super League fuck off yeah. yeah like just um, I want to stay in La Liga oh go but on a bit of a happier story um, or happy and sad actually it's, it's more of a sad story god it's so it's typical of me isn't it but um, bring the tone down Rog art is uh, Adariz. Yes, the striker. Yeah, did you reti- see this? Yeah, he's retired at 39? 39. Athletic Bilbao. Now, the sad part is, Athletic Bilbao were in the um, Cup final. Copa del Rey final this year, and it was going to be essentially a, a derby. Yeah, it's it was against, against Santander. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so massive game. He has never won a trophy. He's won the Spanish Super Cup, which is the charity shield. Yeah. And I think he scored a hat trick. Um, but, you know, this was going to be like, you know, he's been at Athletic Bilbao for years and years and years. He's got better with age, which I just find like such a rare situation. He's 39 and he's still playing in La Liga. I've stopped listening. Who are you banging on about? <laughs> Adriz. Uh, Artis Adriz. <laughs> okay. Um, so, oh, yeah, he's the oldest player. Yeah, he's so, done so, this so year. He's, he's still going. Um, but but, the, be- the best thing about this, so there was going to be a derby in the cup final, um, and he's had to retire because his body's just given up on him, which is annoying. 
But he's got to have a hip replacement. Yeah, at yeah, 39. Like, yeah, like proper. Like, like he's got old quickly. Um, but the clubs have both come out and agreed with each other. We won't play this cup final until fans can come. So they don't care if the cup final means not real. It's in March next year. They're like, we will wait, and we don't care if we give up our European Cup place. It's the first time ever. To, it's been a derby yeah. from wherever they are in North Spain that will play against each other in a cup final. So we want to do it uh, with the fans. Bill Bow. Yeah, because the fans will love it. And so they're just throwing away any European competition, throwing any, like, doing it now. I think that's brilliant. But, I but love and, that. And then this guy, I just think you got to, like, he's been a, like, a model, model professional, but it's just the fact that somebody can, I love it, because he's got older, but he's he has literally got better. Like it's really weird if you look if you go back and look at his goals scored over his career. He's a striker. It has li- like literally continues to go up, and then there's a big spike after yeah. age thirty five yeah. when he's suddenly become like a twenty goals a season man. Maybe there's 35. still hope for an Ichibi. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just bring him lo- back. Bring him back, Jeff. Like it's just oh, a great John, story. That's the first that each of me mentioned this season. I don't think he's, <laughs> we've gone five seasons of the football shed, and he's, that's that's now a so I just full I, house. I felt like we had to nod oh, to him yes. as a thirty-nine-year-old. Yeah. Um, I want to stick the boot into Man United too. Oh, go on. Um, did you see that Man United are taking legal action this week? Oh, against football manager. Against Fuck off. Football manager. Oh, for some kind of naming thing. Well, no, this Wait. Is, it's it is disgusting. So football man, the football manager game yeah. has a an engine, you yeah. know, like a gaming engine, and it randomly assigns when it doesn't have the license from clubs for certain things. So they can call Manchester United, Manchester United, and they can call clubs the right names, but they don't have necessarily a license for all the, um, you know, the memorabilia and the symbols and stuff associated with the club. Yeah. So the game engine has, I think, eight or something or ten um, randomly assigned club crests. Yep. that are just generic colours. Yeah. And the game engine will generate one of those for whichever club. And that yeah. happens every time the game runs. Manchester United are suing the game because of their right for anything associated with Manchester United to be represented by the true club crest, which obviously a football manager wanted to use, they would have to pay Man United for the privilege to use. Oh good. So they are they are taking football manager to court for using like a computer, red and white something yeah, yeah. computer generator. And I'm just like, come on, guys! Of all the like, time, like just, yeah, it's just so like, <laughs> it's so gross on so many levels. It just wants me. I've got no defence. I just want Man United to fail. It That's is just awkward. disgusting. See Marcus Rashford this week got a um, got a special commendation from the sheriff of Manchester. No. Firstly, <laughs> what, what <laughs> sheriff in Manchester? That is a real thing. Yeah, supposedly, there are still sheriffs. Like, yeah, yeah. I was going to say ornamental. What's the word? Mm. Uh, uh, it's just special for events. Uh, oh, I know what you mean, but I can't think of the word. Well, yeah. well I yeah. feel like it's not real. Like, it's going to be like, um, no, no, I don't no. know, beds from yeah. No, because he, um, he f- uh, funded a program that fed 1.6 million kids during the coronavirus. Yeah, pandemic. he's done a lot of work. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh, ceremonial, ceremonial yes. sheriff. So yes. you got a, <laughs> a commendation from the ceremonial sheriff. So whilst Michael Marcus Rashford is great, Man United can suck cock. Yeah. No, I, I, I as a Man United fan, I have no defence. Although for you have allowed Henderson to stay at Sheffield United. Yes, which is nice. 
That's quite selfless. Yeah, yeah. It, probably because then we can sell them and make loads of money. Yeah, which we'll use. For yeah, our like, yeah, we're on to a winner here. We'll yeah. get a bit more. Well, yeah. they continue to pay his wages at a point when yes. no football's. But getting yeah, paid. I just saw that this week, and yeah, in the current environment, I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, is that really what you're focusing on at the moment? <laughs> like, it just yeah. It's the little things that matter, Rog. Um, has anyone got any other side stories before we go on to end game? That's it for me. Oh. End game time. So, Rog, your games master after winning last week, which means the scores are Rog 12, me 9, Jeff 8. Where are we going this week, Rog? Well, I, and I had a horrible um, crisis of confidence this week with whether it had been games that we'd done before. Um, if we've done it before, we still probably only get two or three. So uh... Okay, so... Uh, we had a couple of teams that were on the running order this week to be discussed. Leicester and Liverpool. In terms of season reviews. Well, and, and, we, and we never got there, sorry. And everyone. we never got there. And there's one of those teams, I feel topical because we're talking about what's going to happen with the league. And so it's Liverpool. Yep. Um, and I've gone back to the time when Liverpool were perhaps this close to winning the Premier League title. Ooh. It was quite a famous game. Somebody uh, Slipped. might have done a certain something who I'm guessing we might have to toss a coin to see who goes first. <laughs> <laughs> I've just written that day. Uh, it is me. Sunday, the 27th of April, 2014. It is Liverpool at home <clears throat> versus Chelsea. So obviously Liverpool being managed by Brendan Rodgers and Chelsea being managed by... John's favourite man, Jose. What a knob. Um, so I have no idea who's going to start. Uh, John, you can start. Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard is correct. Yes. <laughs> Demba Bar. Oh, damn it. Demba Bar, also correct. Because he scored that goal. So one of my reasons for choosing this game is I thought you might go okay. So after after last week of us going okay, I thought it was exciting. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Luis Suarez. Luis Suarez, correct. Started. Fernando Torres. No. Is that incorrect? No. We, we played from... The... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Came on as a sub. Thank you. Fuck. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> um, for Chelsea. Yeah, because he'd gone from Liverpool to Chelsea. Yeah, like he was played for yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Came on as a sub, 84 minutes, got a yellow card. So, Jeff, go again. Uh, Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher. Oh, come on. Yes, he injured. No. No, Jamie Carragher. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Does that mean I win because I went first? Oh, that's so I've underwhelming. I've got so many on my list. That does mean because Jeff yeah, got to go again. Yeah, yeah. that's... I had, oh, I, I so had Jamie Carragher next. <laughs> so he was next yeah, on Jamie yours. Carragher's always on your list. Yeah. He was next. Oh, God damn I had it. Sterling, Henderson, Finnan and Mark Schwarzer in goal. Uh, no Finnan. Uh, and no Henderson. Uh, oh, God. Terry. Mark Schwarzer was correct. John Terry. Uh, no. No. <laughs> Frank Lampard. <laughs> yes, Frank Lampard. I'll just run you through. Nicholas Anelka. So, uh, Go on. No. Uh, so Liverpool, Mingale in goal, Glenn Johnson right back, Flanagan. 
Oh, was, John Flanagan was, was playing. He was yeah. good for a week. Uh, he was. Uh, Diego Aspas came was on as a sub for Flanagan. Stevie Terrad, uh, Skirtle and Sacco, the centre backs. Oh, yeah. Jeff, not oh. Carragher. Uh, Lucas Lieva, uh, he was replaced by Sturridge. Johnny Allen, uh, Joe John. Allen, sorry. Um, Suarez, Sterling, and Coutinho. Chelsea team Schwarzer and Goal, John, as you said, uh, as a Pukaleta. Uh, Joe Cole, Ashley Cole, even. Uh, <laughs> I'd Ashley Cole on the list. Mikhail Ivanovic, Kalas, Matic, Lampard, Denver Bar, who said Mo Salah. Oh, for Chelsea God. as well. Uh, who went off for uh, uh, Willian, uh, or William, Jeff, as he's affectionately <laughs> known to you. Sure. Sure. Uh, and good old Gary Cahill came on for sure. Wow, oh. that was a disgraceful performance. But at least I had probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten names down, and four of them were wrong. So if I'd not got Carragher right, I would have gone, gone wrong from, somewhere else. I had Vladimir Schmitzer down my list. Mark, well, my, my original, my, my original game was Man United Liverpool 2009. Oh, so. oh, that would have been tricky. I had Mark Schwartz because he's spoken about this game a lot, and because he was randomly put in the team, so I was like, that's my backup when yeah. I get stuck. Um, oh, good one. God John wins. Damn it. Yes. So that puts me on 10 points. Rog is on 12 and Jeff's on 8. Oh, I should so. let you go first, Jeff. I didn't oh. I didn't tactically do it. Yes. So next week I'll be Games Master. And we should uh, we owe some team reviews next week, perhaps. Yeah, next week we'll make a point of doing team reviews. Uh, I think partly because we weren't here last week. It was good to catch up on some football news and then hopefully there'll be... No news next week. <laughs> or football. Well, it'll, or it'll, or maybe, maybe some actual like it, football. It'll be the same news, really. <laughs> yeah. Variations on the same news. Um, has anyone got anything before we go? No, great to be back in the shed. I say that every week. But it's always great to be but back in the shed. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's been two weeks, which is too long. Yeah. It is way... I mean, that's what I've realised this week. Two weeks is way too long. Nothing is worth waiting two weeks for. No. Some shitty report about work. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Um, thanks for listening everyone uh, we will be back next week we won't be writing any reports or getting in the way of this um, don't forget if you want to get in contact ask questions or tell us we're wrong about something just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com thanks for listening everyone see ya see ya bye bye